0: Welcome to Tabletop Game Talk on Topic, a show where we talk about tabletop gaming topics of all kinds. I'm one of your hosts, Josh.
1: I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. This week we're talking about real-time games. Is this another love-em or hate-em category of games, like multiplayer solitaire? What are the pros and cons of real-time games? Are they just rush, rush, rush without being able to really think about what you're doing? I don't know. I don't have enough time to But first
2: as always a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, and the Gift of Games in Grays Lake, Illinois. And hi Josh. Also Kitty's time was up.
0: <laughs> Back in the house after a long reprieve.
2: Yeah, it hasn't been that long. Only like what eight episodes? No.
0: Yeah, it's just a little, a little few here and there.
2: Basically what happened is Josh found out we were talking about real-time games. Um and then arranged to have Fletcher out of town so he could
0: join us. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> How mean. I would never do such a thing.
2: Nah. Fletcher's out of town visiting his mom. Uh, so Josh is graced with his presence. Kitty is also graced with her presence because um, she, she I, I'm just going to call it sultry voice.
1: It's a really nice way to say I have a cold. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um so i want to start with not talking about games at all because josh sent me a link to something i saw the other day because josh <laughs> sent me a link to it that's a circular thing um josh has become best friends with elon musk elaborate
0: yeah i mean that's a little overstating it a little bit just a little bit but um i did have a great time out in california recently it was a few weeks ago tesla holded their uh, shareholder and battery breakthrough technology day uh, just known as Battery Day, if you're a big fan of Tesla, like I am. Um, <laughs> it was like a very sort of uh, elite, sort of uh, socially distanced event because obviously coronavirus. So it was a lottery system for people who are existing shareholders. Only 200 people kind of got picked. So I was lucky enough to get picked to go there, which was amazing. Um, and the event was held just outside the factory. Uh, every single person that was there had their own Tesla to sit in. So it was like a drive in movie theater in the, the parking lot outside with a big stage and all their cars and prototypes out the front um, while they did the presentation. But I actually did prepare like uh, a question because, you know, during these events, often they they take a couple of questions um, and I kind of muscled my way into getting a question uh, answered, which was great. So did you Um, have
2: that question like pre-written?
0: Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. And and the reason was, is because I I thought I'd probably fluff it if I didn't get something ready. I'd probably like trip over my words or anything. And I was so glad I actually did pre-prepare it because... Basically, we had the event running through the radio system in all the cars, and the woman with the mic, kind of waiting for the end of the last question that was just happening, um, was like, "Turn the the radio up." Um, and so I turned the radio up. They finish theirs, and then as I start to say my question, I get the immediate feedback of my own voice coming through, and I, I don't know if you ever had that experience yeah. when you're like on the phone to someone, and it just jams your speech, like you can barely get the words out. And so actually, like whilst I was reading my question, I was really struggling. And I was trying to focus on every single word because like my speech was like getting jammed by my own voice um and so luckily i had it all down on paper otherwise i don't think i would have got through it just like on memory um but yeah it was it was a big day for me i'm like a huge tesla super fan so to get a question answered by elon musk and and the team was uh crazy man it's uh yeah if you want to see it there's um they took the q a off the the main tesla event uh stream but uh there's a channel called now you know who has like a, a live event that they did and he still has the q a so do see you have the question.
2: is that the same link that you sent me yes okay i'll push that put that in the show notes um yeah it was pretty cool nice. like the question was about um basically mining materials for batteries and he not he not he answered it a little bit and then he had to call in like several reinforcements to help <laughs> answer that um i yeah. won't I won't spoil it, but it was it was very cool. Josh sends me this link and he goes, still do this timestamp and you'll find it interesting. And all of a sudden, this is Josh
0: Phillips, <laughs> retail shareholder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was shocked, uh, kind of stumped him a little bit. That's what everyone who I've sent it to has said. Like, wow, you kinda of stumped him a little there. I think he doesn't spend a lot of time thinking about the competition and, and you know, I was asking, you know, what advice would you give them, seeing as you're so clearly so far ahead on these uh, elements and thinking through the vertical integration. Um, But uh, yeah, he he really had to think about it for a while. And yeah, like you said, his teammates kind of jumped in. But it was a crazy event. It was great to kind of just meet everyone from the Tesla community. And I, you know, started this whole Slack group for the few people that were going. And we all like met up outside, very socially distanced just to say hi and kind of talk Tesla a bit. Um, So yeah, it was good fun. Cool. I got a
1: question answered by one of my favorite authors at um, a book convention one time. And I bet it was the same kind of feeling. It's really, she said it was a good question, which always feels great. Yes.
0: Nice. Yeah, no, it's it's surreal, isn't it? It's just like, oh, my God, I've been, you know, a big fan of yours for so long. And here I am, like, literally asking you a question in person. This is what is this life?
1: What's going on? I know, on? right? Mine was a really nerdy question about um the maps and books and world building and fantasy novels. And
0: that was really fun. Oh, I love that.
2: I've only ever had someone say, that's a terrible question. Uh, next. So I've never asked a question since.
0: <laughs> oh, no, you got to try it again. <laughs>
1: Think of better yeah. questions next time, Chris. It's yeah. all your well, own fault.
2: Thank you for coming back down <laughs> to the little people and talking about board games instead of Teslas. Oh, yeah, as if I'm still a little people, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty, okay, you do anything fun this week besides get a cold?
1: Um, well, my son, Player 3, is visiting Grandma this week. So, of course, as soon as I get a nice little break from that I pick up a cold. So, you know, (laughs) spent my all my nice free time recovering.
2: (laughs) It is my anniversary today. So oh, congrats. Yeah, well, we, we, the in-laws decided that they were going to take the kids overnight from Sunday to Monday. And basically, Saturday, I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. She's four (laughs) months old. Like, the nights are rough. So we convinced him to say, okay, come over on Sunday night and Your stay the night. Your
1: baby is not four months old.
2: Or My or baby four is four old. months old. Four yes. weeks old. Yeah. <laughs> at, at four months, I think I would have been fine. Like, she would have been fine. But, so I'm like, you guys can watch her all night long if you want to. And, and my mother-in-law, she's like, no, no, I would like to. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go to bed at a normal time. Just let us know if you need help. And I slept for 10 hours. It was glorious. Whoa.
1: It feels so good, right? Yeah.
2: So then we got up, um, brought Jackie to daycare, and we went off, and we had barbecue for lunch, and all you can eat sushi for dinner, and we went to a mall, and it was a Monday during the day, so there was no one around, and it was that was our anniversary of just like being out of the house and not having kids. So hopefully we don't get sick. We were wearing masks, so it should be fine. Anyway, I haven't gone anywhere, and
1: I still managed to get (laughs) sick. I I don't know
2: how that works. (laughs) All right, let's talk, like some, that. let's talk about some let's talk about some games. So, last week Kitty was talking about a game that you call Racing Demons? Yes. And the world calls nerds? Nerds. Right.
1: I so- I've met somebody else in the world who calls it nerds, but I don't know if everyone in the world calls it nerds. Maybe there's somebody else out there who... I think it's um the Bicycle versus Hoyle, whichever book you read the game out of.
2: Uh, <laughs> called them different so yeah, names. Yeah, so we have a link in the show notes um, last week, and I'll leave it in there for this week, too, which is how to play this particular game. But really, we won't talk too much about that version. That is literally multiplayer solitaire with a real-time element to it. Which Yelp. got us to talking about real-time games, and suddenly we've, we've now created a series of game types, because we <laughs> talked about multiplayer solitaire, real-time, and what was the one we talked about three weeks ago? Something interesting. I don't know. I wouldn't have uh,
1: known if I was awake all the way here. Sorry.
2: <laughs> hold on. Now, now I'm, like, gonna kick myself. Oh, we talked about randomness in games. So, like, basically random... Random games, pure random or whatever, and then multiplayer solitaire, and now real time games. So I went through and I started noting, first of all, what is a real time game? Like, so Josh, to you, if I say real time game, what, what do you expect? What it conjures to, to mind is a real time game for you.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting one. I was just thinking about that because, you know, in a way, you know, I I feel like a lot of social deduction games have fall into this category, right? Because it's all kind of happening right there spontaneously. And it doesn't have to be a very particular type of game in terms of like just anything that's happening and it feels like it's real time um so yeah my, my i mean i'm a huge fan of social deduction games so my mind always goes there and there's lots of accusations being thrown out left right and center and there's no real turn taking in that type of game either because it's just you know a free-for-all up until the round ends and then you have this like moment where everyone kind of goes to sleep or whatever uh you know tactically you're using um so you know anything with that kind of real-time element i guess some other ones would be like the mind is another good one um with us shouting and accusing yeah yeah um, so- <laughs>
2: Yeah, so both of those games, and I like that you brought up social deduction because um, some, like, Are You a Werewolf or Witch Hunt or many of those games, the moderator may put a timer on the round. Mm-hmm. And if you yeah. don't make a decision by the time the timer goes up, it's usually bad for one side or the other. So you're encouraged to, like, move, 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 make a choice. And even when there's not a timer, it's still all of a sudden just, boom, one person can get voted and it just came out of nowhere, right? So it's you still have this, like, sudden... Yeah sudden thing um hot potato type of type of thing so kitty when you hear real time what do you think
1: um i think of more games like captain sonar or what's the one where you're trying to defuse the bomb fuse there's no fuse there you go (laughs) (laughs) um isn't there another one too where you're trying to like you're a doctor it's the same kind of thing as fuse
2: flatline trying to
1: save someone yep there you go these are the Same kinds designer. of games I think of. Yeah, where you have, it's basically you have a timer and you have certain tasks you have to complete during a certain set amount of time and nobody takes turns and you, during the gameplay time, just kind of go as fast as you can to try to complete a set of tasks.
2: So, and both of those things, both of those definitions are correct. Um and the more I started digging into this, the more I started finding all kinds of different other real-time elements. Oftentimes when I think of real-time games, I think of timers, whether that be a sand timer or a timer on your phone. Um, One Night Werewolf, you know, going back to the social deduction, that is a, you know, everyone closes their eyes, you go around in a circle, do your thing, wake up, and then you have five minutes to discuss and decide, right? So there's this real-time element where there's a timer on get this task done by this time, or something bad happened. Or you don't have any choice, you have to make a choice right now. That type of thing. But I also saw... So what I wanted to do is go down the top 10 real-time games as found on BoardGameGeek. And some of these I've never heard of. And it's interesting how far down the list you have to go to find 10 real-time games in the top 10 of board game geek some of this might be mislabeling i do think a few games are just not labeled as real time that are but the number one game as labeled by board game geek is captain sonar josh are you familiar with this game
0: uh i feel like i heard about it from you guys way back in the podcast and you're all like manning some sort of submarine and there can be a lot of chaos and orders throwing around and is that right
2: yes it is amazing Essentially, it is okay. a it can be a two player, um, usually two to eight player, and you want equal sized teams. Uh, you don't have to because different. You know, you can have one person play two roles. But essentially, what's happening there is the captain is calling out directions: north, south, east, or west. And there will be different things that are going to happen during that time. You'll have a navigator. Um, I think it's an engineer, and then uh sonar operator so you're trying to figure out where the other submarine is and then launch torpedoes once you think you know where they are it's sort of the best you can kind of equate it to is a real-time battleship but only if the ship is moving around and there's only one ship to hit this game is a blast the hardest thing about it though is getting enough people to play it and then because you really want like three or four on a team to play it but it is—it's just crazy fun. And what happens is, at some point, someone might surface, uh, which is fine. You're surfacing; the other opponent can still move around while you're surfacing. But you're trying to, again, real-time mini-game trace the thing to repair your ship. But if anyone fires a torpedo, the game pauses, and then it's like we're firing a torpedo at this location, and then the the other team says that's a hit, a miss, or a near miss, depending on how close you got, and then game starts again. It's all real time, all real fun. And there's no timers. There's no... There's just, you know, you're trying to hit your opponent before they hit you. It feels more like a video game than anything else, which goes outside of both of what you guys... Like, Kitty, you said Captain Sonar is one that you think about. It's just, it. it's not... It did not come to mind for me until I saw it and I said, oh, yeah, of course it's a, a real-time game. It just doesn't have a sand timer. That was... And that is rated 147, which is the highest rated... I do want to say that Mex versus Minions is rated number forty. It does have a real time element, but only for I think it's I don't I think it's like forty five seconds or sixty seconds while you're drafting cards, and that's the only real time element to it. Um, but I still think of it as sort of a real time programming programming game. The next one though is is interesting as well. And I, you guys have never played Galaxy Trucker, right? No, don't think so. So this game, I've only ever played it on the app. And when I played it on the app and found that it was a board game, I'm like, how the heck does that do that? So in Galaxy Trucker, you are attempting to build a spaceship out of tiles that are face down. And you grab a tile from the face down pile and you look at it and you try to put it on your spaceship. And if you don't like it, you can put it back in the middle and then grab a different tile and try to put that one in your spaceship. And then, But the one you put back is now face up and everyone else can see it. And you have a certain amount of time for everyone to build their ship by grabbing these tiles and s- placing it on their ship and then maybe putting the tiles back. But you're kind of racing through and like, oh, you just put that tile out there. I really want that. Maybe I want to get that before Kitty does. But after that aspect of the game, you literally just sit there and flip up cars to see how your ship gets damaged and everyone's ship gets damaged in kind of the same way. And how well did your ship manage to get through this, like, asteroid-ridden lane that you're trying to go through? It is a lot of fun on an app. I don't know how it would play on a board (laughs) game.
0: Huh. That's an interesting one. It actually kind of reminds me of uh, Throw Throw Burrito a little bit. Just when you were talking about all the tiles and you're kind of saying that other people were putting tiles down. Have you heard of this uh, game, Throw Throw Burrito? I've heard of it. I have not played it. Have you played it? Well, see, here's the funny thing. I haven't played it, but I did buy it as a present for my niece and nephews and, um, they you know they're quite young so like you know dad and mom were like saying well you know they we tried playing it but we we still need to get the hang of the the rules so i looked up the rules and it's one of those games where you basically your discard piles you've got a a load of cards in your hand your discard pile is someone else's draw pile and that's why you can just you know drawing cards constantly to try and get kind of tricks um but the funny thing about that is and and there's also some community draw piles too if if you know the other person's too slow um but what some of these tricks that you get will be um, about throwing the burrito and there's these soft burrito toys that come with the game and there's different, you know, uh, tricks that will do different things. So it might be that you throw it quickly throw it at anyone. Maybe you'll have like a burrito duel with someone. You stand back to back and like do a few paces, turn around, and try and hit each other. Um, so it's kind of fun that it's like this. You know, it's this card game, but it's all real-time. You don't have to wait. There's no turns. And then there's this kind of physical element, a bit like dodgeball thrown in, Um so, but it's the tile thing that got me thinking of that game because I think it's that element of just picking up a bunch of tiles whenever you want, how however quickly you want, not really relying on other people.
1: Yeah, and it that's- is real fast drafting basically, and this is it is a version of spoons basically. But when you complete the sets, it triggers different events, not just grab the spoon because that's what it it happens in the game. Spoons is just a card game where you try to get. Um, I think you have only three or four cards in your hand. I don't remember if it's three or four. And you're trying to get all the same number in your hand. And when you do, you grab a spoon. When you see somebody grab a spoon, everyone else grabs a spoon. There's one less spoon than players. So last one to get it is out, and it's last man standing wins. Um, That's great. And so Throw through a Burrito is really similar. I got it for my youth group kids, and they play it a lot, but mostly they just like to hit each other with the burritos. So you're we playing... <laughs> um, beanbag tag with the burritos last week because we were like, oh, it's like socially distant tagged. Everyone just sanitize. And we did... We've been doing outdoor meetings, although now the weather has turned against us.
2: <laughs> I like burrito tag as a pandemic safe activity.
1: <laughs> Apparently. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that kind of segues into the number three again by Board Game Geek, which is actually 274th, which is Clash, which to me, I just... If this is a real-time game, I guess it is, but it's basically class because, to me, it reminds me of air hockey. You're basically trying to hit balls by avoiding holes and getting them into goals. And yes, it is a real-time tabletop game. Um, I think it misses the spirit of it. So we're going to go on to Kitchen Rush, which is probably one of the most interesting real-time games I have never played, but have always been interested in playing. <laughs> So this jumps way down to 720. So this is our number four real-time game, which is ranked 720 on BGG. Um, Kitchen Rush is a worker placement game where you're trying to fill orders and cook food and get them to the tables and stuff. But your workers are sand timers. So when you take a particular action, you put a sand timer on it, and that action isn't done until the timer's done. And then you can actually resolve that action. So each action takes a literal amount of time, depending on that sand timer. But you're, again, you're trying to serve your customers within that narrow time. It is a real-time worker placement game. And I think that that's fascinating. I want to play it, but I also understand the chaos that can come from a game like this where... If you have multiple people trying to do things, knocking over timers, reaching across the table, trying to just manipulate all in real time, feels chaotic. And that gets to our first potential issue with real-time games. Can a real-time game be thinky enough for the thinky gamers? Or is it kind of in that category of, well, it's fast and fun, but it's not a real thinker's game?
1: So I think it depends on if you can get better at it or if there's just too much randomness. So um I've never played Kitchen Rush, but it, honestly, it reminds me of the video game Overcooked, where, you know, you're trying to do tasks, you're running around a kitchen, you're bumping into each other. Um, and that one, though, you can get better at it, though. You can, if you fail the task, you have to try to do it again. And so you know next time what's coming up and you can be like, okay, so if I stick to this area and you stick to this area and we do it this way, let's try that. And you get better and better until you can successfully complete the task. And if that's how it works, that seems thinky, but it's not thinky during the real-time part. It's thinking between rounds. It's just changing when you do your strategizing about the game. Whereas some of these games, if you're facing random tasks constantly you can't strategize and predict how you can modify your behavior to win the next time you're just always kind of like ah the whole <laughs> time
0: i can see that it's funny that you say you know it's thinky between rounds because what actually came into my head then was that game uh it's- it's like a weird hybrid between chess and boxing. I think it might just be called chess boxing. <laughs> and I realise chess is not a real-time game, but boxing it's certainly real time <laughs> and so they like alternate between a round of boxing and then once the round of boxing finishes they sit down and take a few more turns in their chess match um, and i wonder if there's there's something there i don't know if there are other examples of like games <laughs> that like bl- throw in some real time element and then put you back in the sort of board game world of turn based uh, and kind of alternate like that i don't know
2: so there's a number of them like that i'm going to cover two more in this top well, th- to get to the top 10, we had to get down to 21,000. But there's only two other games here <laughs> that I want to talk about. One is Five Minute Dungeon. This was at rated 726. I'm pretty sure we played this with Michael Janikowski at Buffalo Wild Wings at Gen Con a couple years back. Um, and Josh, I don't know if you were there or not. I think we played the Five Minute Marvel one. But this game, you're, you're setting up a like a scenario that you're a boss, I think that you're trying to beat up and you're going to just keep flipping cards. You're playing cards from your hand, but you're drawing cards and you're looking for combinations of symbols that I can play and you can play. And if I have two fists and Michael's typing in the actual rules for me right now, but I I can see him furiously typing at the keyboard. Um, If I have two fists and Kitty has a fist and we can say, okay, I have this, we have this. And then we get... Um, we get rid of that particular monster. And then we have to do the next one and the next one and the next one. And this one was five-minute Marvel where we you know, beating up supervillains. But the reason it's five minutes and the game only takes five minutes is because there's a literal timer. You have five minutes to go through this. And you can lose by running out of cards. So there's multiple ways that you can lose and running out of time is one of them. But that fast and furious play style is I have to work with you guys we can't overanalyze we just have to quickly in the moment make the best choice possible because if we th- take too long thinking we're going to lose no matter what so let's just play and this potentially you know going back to um alpha player episode with josh and putting timers on players this potentially <laughs> turns off that alpha player or analysis paralysis I mean-
0: uh, uh, yeah, analysis, paralysis. Right?
2: The other
1: AP. <laughs> the
2: other AP. It turns it off because you don't, you almost give in to the fact that it's like, well, there is no best choice. There is just the right. best choice I can come up with as quickly as possible. Is that about right? That.
0: I mean, it's, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that would turn off my AP very quickly. Like, yeah, I'm definitely very competitive as well. So as, as long as I realize that the game is forcing me to do that and that that's the best way to win, I would just probably sign up and, and switch immediately which would be nice good excuse not to overthink things
2: i think it's it's five minute five minute whatever not a super compelling <laughs> game to me but the idea of it and we're going to talk a few other games i've i've cherry picked that are not on this list but probably should be because i think they're better games <laughs> than some of these um no nah, not really i have never played Cl- clask and kitchen rush sounds really fun so but the other one is project elite which just got reprinted by um Simon, It is listed at 1694 on top list. This is one of Tom Vassell's favorite games of all time. The way Project Elite works, and a lot of these real-time games are like this, where it's a co-op game, and you have a board, you have a mission, aliens are attacking your ship, you're trying to fend them off in whatever way. You have characters, and you have special dice you're going to roll, you have equipment cards. And at the beginning, you can talk about, okay, this is our mission, this is what we need to do. Everyone have... Idea is what's going to happen. Yes. Okay, go. And you have two minutes and you start rolling dice and you start doing what the dice tell you to do. Sometimes they're going to have you move aliens. Sometimes they're going to let you shoot. Sometimes going to let you move. And you are just doing your own thing. And you can communicate with your teammates, but you only have two minutes. And as fast as you can roll and resolve these dice, that's what's going to happen and how you're going to get things done. And at the end of two minutes, you stop. And then it's like, ha, huh, ha. Huh. Breathe, how did we do? Okay, we're going to spawn more monsters now. Board does its thing. And then we go again. And I think it's six rounds. At the end of six rounds, if you've met your mission goals, you win. If not, you lose. So there's only 12 minutes of real time in it. But apparently, and I've seen this in other games too, those couple minutes of real time makes for a very high-tension game. Like If you're in real time all the time, it can get overwhelming Especially if there's like, you're just rolling dice, rolling dice. This game, I passed it on Kickstarter because I'm like, eh, whatever. And then I started watching reviews. And just before this episode started, I bought it off of a miniature market <laughs> <laughs> because it does look kind of fun. It is a Sibon game. Of course and I g- Yeah, I'm going to have the FOMO of all the other stuff that you can get for this, but I'm like, eh, that's okay. I don't need another 20 expansions that I'll never play. Base game. I'll try it out. We'll see what happens. Um, But we also did this... um, Josh, you played XCOM with us, right? Way back when? Yeah, I did indeed. So this one... I don't
1: remember uh, actually playing the game. I just remember setting it up for a really long time.
2: (laughs) Yes, that too. Well, there's no rule book with XCOM. It's just it all runs by the app. But the way XCOM works is there's a real-time portion of it where... It's up to four players and one person's like calling out what people need to do. And on your turn, you have to make a decision. And you can't go on to the next step until that person's made their decision. So there's like pressure right now on the tech track. What are you doing, science officer? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing, military? You know, that type of thing. And there's a lot of pressure to make a quick move so that everyone can get their as many turns in as possible. But there's also a lot of pressure to make the right move. And everything's moving so fast. And then just when you're like, I can't take it anymore, everything stops. Timer stops. And then you do the resolution. And the resolution is basically rolling dice, resolving, you know, decisions you've made, you resolve those decisions. I really, really like this game. I've only played it a couple times because I can't get people to want to play it because it's confusing (laughs) there's no rule book wait a minute what are we supposed to do also it's so hard all you do is lose in this game it's miserable but josh what did you think of it
0: uh yeah i thought it was (laughs) uh, it was like a steep learning curve and that i think that's probably why you're finding it hard to find people to play it i think once i if i played it enough like two or three times even um i would probably get into it and i want to say isn't this like an eric lang game or something yes Uh, i'm pretty sure
2: it's a fantasy flight game i think it's eric lang yeah
0: yeah, I think so. And so I mean that always comes with great I like I love Eric Lang games, so I feel like I should love it eventually. Um, but also well, it's an X ex- xcom like something else as well isn't there like a video game or oh yeah. something else am i just making that up
2: no it started out as a video game a tactical video game right. which is just uh it was one of my favorite games as a child uh, i just saw the a switch version of it they have xcom 2 and i'm like i so want this and uh, no i'm not gonna buy it because i know i will never play it but i want it <laughs> for nostalgic purposes because it's so uh xcom was so good just when i was a kid it yeah. was yeah, a this somebody uh,
1: who just brought home thirteen Barbies from her parents' house. I have no room to criticize you.
2: <laughs> There's just some things. I bought a bunch of Sweet Pickle books for Zachary. I bought the entire Sweet Pickle collection because these were some books I had when I was a kid, which are just A through Z animals that all have their own little story. And I started reading a couple of them. Like,
0: wow, these are not good. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I understand that feeling. I I recently purchased like an old retro... Sonic game and f- and I was just like, oh, I'm going to love this." Yeah, like let's get back into this. Uh and uh I just I thought I found it really terrible experience. I'm like, "Oh man, I've lost it." Um but I think there are some games I would go back to and, and not feel that way. Like definitely Super Mario World, uh I think would still still have that pizzazz and yeah. uh I don't know, some of the other classics that well, like, for some reason Sonic wasn't working for me.
1: I think this is how you know, restoration games makes their money as they they give you the experience you remember having, not the experience you actually had. <laughs> they, yep. they make them better right. games. <laughs> it, yeah, they don't just re-release.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's true. They basically take crappy old games, I mean, great old games, and de- develop them. Because <laughs> there was no game development back then. It was just, here's a game. Let's slap something on it and see if it sells. So I wanted to go over the, um, a set of games, though, just so we were on the same um basically the same level. So we talk about some of these issues with real-time games. So right off the bat, I'm just going to ask, Kitty, do you like real-time games?
1: Sometimes.
2: <laughs> what makes you like them? Like, what, what in a game do you like? Or is it just like, you have to be in the right mood? Like, when would you play a real-time game versus, well, I have a couple gamers together. Let's just play this real board game. I, I And I, I don't mean to say to that be... real-time games aren't real, but yeah, you get the point.
1: I think it has to be the right game with the right people i think that i enjoy the cooperative real-time games much more than competitive real-time games and i think you have to have a group of people where nobody's gonna get bent out of shape if y'all lose
2: that's a good rule of thumb in general i would agree <laughs> what about you josh you- love him or hate them
0: yeah i mean uh, well, I actually think I really enjoy the element of real time. I think it depends on what kind of real-time game. Like I'm definitely skewing more towards the like really casual um real-time games that, you know, you could just imagine people picking up in minutes. Um so going back to that sort of throw throw burrito or any of the social deduction games. Um I like that feeling of interaction and I mean that's I've always talked about this in the past you know it's just like I want the game to bring us together and some of these really turn-based ones especially if there's not much interaction built into those games um can feel kind of isolating it's like oh I just like moved a bunch of cardboard around in my little world and ended up with a score and you know I didn't even know what you guys were up to you know like so at least with a (laughs) real-time game I feel like we're all kind of frantically interacting in some way Apparently you just summarize. Listen
1: to last week's episode. Yeah, you just summarized our last
0: week's episode.
1: And how much I love those <laughs> <That's> games. <hilarious.
2: laughs> but but that's sort of, I mean, that's a good point, right? When you're playing kind of these multiplayer solitaire games, they're almost the antithesis of real time games, except for Nerds and or you know, Racing Demons, that are like the combination of the two of them put together.
1: It is the, it is the middle of the Venn diagram.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um well what do you think so kitty you mentioned um co-op games so escape room games like escape room in a box oftentimes these games have an actual timer on it here's your puzzle you have 60 minutes set the timer go and how quickly you solve it will be part of your final score or if you go over it's going to subtract from your score or if you get a hint it's going to subtract from the amount of time you have or something along those lines what do you feel about those versus if you didn't have a timer does the timer add to them or does it not really <sighs> um, matter
1: i think this leads into a big flaw in my mind of the real-time games which is it is super easy to cheat <laughs> 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 um with these escape room games it's like oh uh, yeah yeah you know we'll just yeah we we're close to an hour it's fine we were we succeeded we win yay um and <laughs> With the co-op ones, it's, you know, we all cheat together, so it's not so bad. But also in these real-time games, if you're playing competitively, it's super easy to just, you're all doing your own thing, everyone's busy, no one's going to catch you, you know. And I had a problem with one of my kids doing this, playing throw through a burrito, (laughs) and I was like, uh, excuse me. (laughs) So,
2: yeah. That is actually a main complaint of competitive real-time games. And don't worry, I know a lot of people are thinking Tapestry right now. We're going to talk about Tapestry. Um, <laughs> actually, let's just talk about Tapestry right now because it is a real-time game that doesn't do any of the things we've said so far. This is a competitive Euro worker placement real-time game. And if that sounds like a lot, it, it is. Um, the way... It works, though. is is kind of ingenious. I, I really, really like it. So what happens is there's three different groups of actions, and each group of action takes a certain amount of time to do. So you'll have a group of actions, which are your, your fast actions, and they'll be 45 seconds. And then you have your medium actions, and I think that's one minute, or maybe it's two minutes, and then there's a three-minute time. But that's not like you place a worker and it takes that long for the worker. It's you the timer's going and you can place workers anytime, any place on that group of actions, but your workers don't do anything until the timer flips over and activates the workers. Now, anytime while the timer's going, you can execute the action for those workers. So you first select and then you execute until the timer runs out. You can't execute and move that worker though. So if you put it on a three minute action, your workers stuck there for three minutes and you only have a limited number of these there's only three timers on the entire board and they're shared by everyone. And Michael just corrected me. It's not Tapestry. It's Pendulum. Pendulum is the one I'm talking about. Not Tapestry. Same same publisher, <laughs> same designer. No, not the same designer. I don't think... Uh, Jamie didn't design this one. So Pendulum. Thank you, Michael. Um, this is why a live audience is great, by the way, because I would have just gone right on the whole time. Uh, but anyway, so what's happening is The timer, you don't have to flip the timer right away. You don't have to pay attention to it. And there's an advantage to flipping the timer when you want to take an action, you want to flip it because the action spaces are limited as well, depending on the player count and size of your workers and whatnot. It is really, really interesting, but you have the cheating thing and you don't even have to do it on purpose. Everyone's doing their own thing. Everyone's paying attention to their own boards. Everyone's moving their cubes from this color to that color. They're... Cuter pieces and cubes, but that's essentially what you're doing. (laughs) And if I do something wrong, nobody's there to call me on it. Whether I do it intentionally or unintentionally, you can't pay attention to what everyone else is doing. Oops, I executed this action even though the timer was there. Oh, I moved this worker even though he couldn't have been moved yet. Or I placed him in the wrong spot. Whatever the case is, you just don't have time to react to those things. So Pendulum's really gotten, without the real time for Pendulum, It's just kind of a ho-hum worker placement Euro game with the timer, especially being competitive. It's hard to actually be competitive because of the real-time element where you can't keep anyone in check.
1: Yeah, you can also accidentally harm yourself because you don't know you're not playing by the right rules. We play Wingspan quite a bit. And when you're watching your opponent take their turn, you know, we play nicely. So I remind, you know, did you remember to take all your brown powers? I executed my pink one. Don't you have a thing that triggers when I get a hunting ability? You know, like we make sure that everyone's getting the points they deserve because it's not as much fun to win if you do it dishonestly, you know, and even if you're not cheating on purpose, you you might just be missing out on point because there's so much going on.
2: Yeah. And, and I say, apparently the solo version of this is pretty good. Um, it's a real-time solo version which i can see that because you only have yourself to cheat so you're trying to like maximize your score based on all these things that are moving around um there is a turn-based version of it which i think is fine as well but again with the turn-based version it's just some workers are going to get locked in place longer than others so is it interesting enough and there's asymmetric player power so you can make it interesting um but yeah i don't know i it, it The thing I can say about Pendulum is it's trying to do something I haven't seen any other board game do. It's trying to combine real-time with worker placement, with a Euro game. Specifically, the designer said, to so you can play with people like Josh. And <laughs> the real-time element is literally there so that you can't be too AP about things. And it's a neat idea, but at the same time... The person who thinks fastest is going to be better than the person who thinks better, but not quite as fast.
1: So, um, Michael brought something up in the chat that I totally think of every time I think of real-time games. And I'm going to throw out another one, too. And these are apps, which are not like ports of board games, but they somehow have a board game feel. Mostly because you can play them with people... I think you can only play the one with people in the same room. So the first one is Space Team, which you can only play with people in the same room. It feels very much like a board, like a real-time board game. Everyone's getting instructions and everyone has a dashboard. You're trying to save your ship. And so, you know, everyone's yelling out the instructions and you may or may not have the tool to complete the instruction. So you know, everyone has to look at their dashboard and sometimes they have words, sometimes they don't. It's amazing. Great game. Um, and the other one I was thinking of is, you know, if we're going to be trendy is Among Us, which is basically a social deduction game turned into a real-time app. And I've
0: played that one.
1: Of course you have. <laughs> Elaborate. I
0: don't know what this is.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel so trendy right now. Um Huge on, you know, With the young people right now. Um, So Among (laughs) Us, you are... it's, It's a social deduction game. There's usually a group of 10 people. There's one or two imposters. And you are trying to fix your spaceship. So everyone has a certain number of tasks to do. And the imposter is trying to kill everyone... And sabotage the the spaceship while everyone else is trying to figure out who the imposter is and fix the spaceship. So there's kind of two ways to be doing things. So you're just little colored dudes running around a spaceship and trying to complete tasks, but everyone's watching what everyone else is doing, too. But unlike a social deduction game like Werewolf or Witch Hunt where there's a set round, everyone goes to sleep, it's just, you know, everyone's kind of running around. You have a limited space you can see. So there's like the cover of darkness of just two people alone, you kill someone, and then if somebody figures something out, they can call for a meeting where it, that ends in a vote. So,
2: so uh, this actually brings me, actually, Michael says there's a card game version of this, which I did not know, and I'm now going to to look out because I love well not of what you're just talking about of um space team also <laughs> I I just got an oculus quest 2 changed <laughs> my entire opinion about VR everyone should just go buy one of those right now it's it's two ninety nine dollars it's the new switch it's amazing everything about it <laughs> is phenomenal but they also have a space team version of it so you can play it in VR with other people and you're all standing there with your councils like, consoles in front of you and stuff um but to kind of bring this around, if – so you see a lot of real-time – not even a lot, I mean, almost every multiplayer video game is a real-time game, right? Unless it's a port of a board game. So what does it make – and when you're playing a video game, like, real time's assumed. In fact, when you do a turn-based video game, that's the thing that feels broken. That feels like, yeah. why am I waiting for so long? Uh, imagine Civilization, which is, you know, a, primarily a solo game, but you can – If you're really, really masochistic, you can play it multiplayer. Imagine playing Civilization, though, in real time. That would be amazing.
1: Well, a lot of these, um, like, board game ports into computer games or video or apps, whatever it is, um, incorporate simultaneous play. So it's not quite real time, but it's also not quite turn-based where you are – everyone's, like, doing their actions – at the same time, and then they resolve at the same time. Um, But you're not, like, timed. (laughs) It's kind of like the weird in-between of turn-based and real-time.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, again, not all real-time games have a timer. Many do. But many do. It's just a matter of, like, everyone's kind of doing things at the same time in a lot of cases, which creates chaos. It creates chaos, creates tension. And I I don't... I find real time games in general—they're a mixed bag, right? Like Captain Sonar, <laughs> love that. It's not timed; it's definitely real time, and it creates a good tension. Um, there's an, another game that I played, probably one of the first games I ever played, which was called—it's called Zombie Fifteen. Um, it's technically fifteen with a little apostrophe, so Zombie Fifteen Minutes. And the way that works is you—it's almost if you imagine Zombicide. You set up the board, you have a mission, and then you start this music, and it goes 15 minutes. And when the 15 minutes is up, if you haven't made your goal, you die. Like, that's it. You've been overwhelmed. And there's certain things that can happen during that 15 minutes it's 15 minutes of just intense play. And you have to wait for other people to take their turn. And there can be frustration in there because if Josh is taking too long to take his turn, like, Josh, you just wasted two minutes of our time. So we're going to all die because of you. Um, And I've said that, you know. Don't be silly. In that that scenario,
0: (laughs) I would just take a really quick, suboptimal, terrible move, and then you couldn't shout at me. Exactly. That's perfect.
1: But then everyone shouts at you for taking a bad move. It's a no win. It doesn't sound like fun. (laughs) That sounds awful.
0: I, I think that
2: <laughs> timers are okay in some situations, but I think that the straight up you have X amount of time to do something real time games to me are the weakest. They're the ones that I find the least enjoyable because the timer almost feels arbitrary. In fact, Codenames has a timer. Who plays it with a timer? Nobody no I know. <laughs> yeah,
0: you, I didn't even know it had a timer. Yeah,
2: you look at the timer and you're like, eh, well, what's this for? But you're supposed to only have a certain amount of time to give a clue. And I get the idea. Like, people will think, a, at first couple rounds, people are thinking forever to get clues. That's the fun part. To put a timer on there, that's not fun anymore. It it actually ruins but the game. But
1: catchphrase is fun.
2: Catchphrase is hot potato with words.
1: It's real and time. It's, <laughs> it is real time,
2: and I like that. But it doesn't—you don't know what the timer is. You just know that at some point it's going to happen, and that's what makes it interesting. It's like there is a timer; you just have no idea, and everyone's playing the same timer, and it's back and forth. And like I just don't want to have this, so I want to get rid of it as soon as possible. And in that way, it makes it an interesting—it—it it adds tension without adding stress, because when that timer hits, it's just oh, that just happened to hit on my turn. And how many times you pass the the device to the next person and immediately hits and are like, yes. And the other person's like, oh, that I want to play right now. I love Catchphrase. That's my party game of choice. I
1: want to play Space Team.
2: I want to play Space Team, too. I just went. Um, do you Michael think you can play
1: Space? Can you play Space Team over Zoom? Oh, 100%. Or do you have to be on the same Wi-Fi?
2: I think. Oh, we I have to double check. I think you could check.
1: do it, but I don't know if you could. <laughs> like, I know it would work the game but i don't know if the app would work
2: we are literally talking ourselves into playing real-time games right now see that's what happens on these things
1: i like there are some that i like and there's some that i don't and i think that's what it comes down to in like every category <laughs> but you know there's good games in every category and there's also stinkers
2: michael says that michael's fixing my technical
1: right problems <laughs>
2: <laughs> michael says you can use an app called brunch to play space team over the internet over zoom um, But that actually goes back to like Jack in the Box games, right? <laughs> Where like the Jack in the Box games are all like this real time, you can join from many different places and stuff. Um,
0: oh, yeah. I love those ones.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. We've been and, playing a lot of Jackbox party games with my youth group too. <laughs> I think uh, well, social distancing. Party... Hooray. <laughs>
2: party games, though. Like, are these games, do they lend themselves more to being party games?
1: I don't know. Kinda. <laughs> I think that a lot of them are party games, but they don't necessarily have to be party games. Right.
2: I think the longer that the rounds are timed, the more likely it is interesting to watch or participate in larger groups. So if you're watching, you know, fifteen minute zombie, which or zombie fifteen, whatever, if you're watching someone like a group of people play that game, it's only a four player game but it's interesting to watch because everything's moving so fast and you're getting this outside perspective of what's going on. I can see that as being an interesting game to watch. Um, Captain Sonar, hundred percent like that. It's a little bit slower paced. And actually the people playing the game can kind of control the pace by how quickly they move and such, but it's still a game that is fun to play in parties. Um, and fuse and flatline, pan- pandemic, rapid response. Those are all the same designer and similar roll dice to complete goals. Those aren't as party ish games. They're actually kind of thinky games. I don't like them because it's just roll, roll, roll until you get what you want. Not necessarily, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know. I, those games don't call to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. i t- I think I'm talking myself out of this just because the games here are relatively slow, but I think the games that we're having the most fun Hello. with.
0: The the mind is a is an awesome one that I would always play at parties. I mean, it's just there's something about that real-time element of not knowing who should go and not having any way to talk it through. Um, that there's just some magic there between like having to communicate on like a completely um, you know, sub uh, verbal level, like without what's whatsoever and just purely through body language. Like that that's amazing and no wonder it won a bunch of.
1: So I think yeah, it's and- interesting. A lot of these games kind of come from like older games that people have been playing for a long time that like have now just been put in a box like given a rebranding like werewolf used to be mafia and the mind you know we always played a game where you just count it out loud and we would do that was a big campfire game or girl scout you know hiking game that we would play and that's basically the mind is that with cards instead of with your voice and, and i think there's something that people who have like you know there's like a nostalgic kind of feel to it it feels the same way as like these things you played growing up for a lot of people and they're super easy to pick up super easy to explain you don't need a lot of pieces you know don't tell i don't even know who publishes werewolf anymore uh i just let my youth group play it with, you know, slips of paper with the things written on them and verbally explain the rules. And they all picked it up super fast. And it is a
2: public domain game. So you it. can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think
1: and the organic there's something turn about to, that.
2: Yeah, well, wait a minute. I want to go back to your campfire thing. So is that the way, like, I say one and then I can't say two if someone else has to say two, but if two people say two at the same time, then you lose?
1: And then we start at the beginning. Yep. You got to go back you, to one.
2: And you see how high you can count? Yep. Interesting. I like that, because that (laughs) also has meta rules. Like, you can cheat it out. You can be like, okay, we're just always going to go in this order, which would cheat the game.
1: See, the counselors were always there to keep it fun for us. Like, you know, this was a game we played at camp. So, you know, you would try to start going around in a circle, and then the counselors would just, four, (laughs) from wherever (laughs) they were. They don't want you to figure it out. (laughs) The fun is in the randomness.
2: I, I, that... That sounds interesting. And yeah, it does sound like a precursor to the mind in a way. Like you don't know what the numbers are, which adds another element to it. Um, hidden information, actually. Uh, last or two weeks ago, we were talking about randomness. And the term I couldn't get to was hidden information, where it's random <laughs> to you because you don't know what it is, but it's not random to me because I have that information that's just hidden from you. But So when you, you start- read all
1: the emails that said I was right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but I think that with real time, again, real time isn't a particular um uh, the games that we've talked about, all of them use real time in very different ways. Or many of them use real time in very different yeah. ways. It's
1: so there's a few categories.
2: Yeah. And and Michael brought up like real time games that have or games that have a real time phase. I think those tend uh-huh. to be those ones are interesting to me, especially when you can eliminate the real time. So if you want to teach the game, you can say, "Okay, normally this would be real time and we do it in real time, but we're going to do it without the timer for a couple rounds so we can learn the game and then we'll add the timer in to to really, you know, play the game as intended." Um, my one of my main issues with real time games though is just tracking time, especially with sand timers. Like, when you're supposed to be go until the sand timer runs out, and then everyone's concentrated on the game, you look up, and it's like, well, I don't know how long it's been gone, but we're supposed to stop now. Like, <laughs> there's a number of games that work like that. And now, with everyone having a timer on their phone, you can kind of, you know, put that timer on there. But it depends on how fiddly that timer tracking is.
1: So, something that keeps popping up to me, and it is definitely not a real time game, but I can't, like, discount it, is time stories, because it is. While it's completely unreal <laughs> time, time is the resource. Like and it's so like borderline, it feels like you're simulating real time with the time resource factor of that game. So
2: Yeah. Well, and that's actually an interesting thing that so one of the ways to make a real time game or make a game real time is to take out that action point mechanic and turn it into Mm -hmm. a timer. So essentially what, you know, time stories is an action point. You have a certain number of actions you can take before you run out of time, each action being a time, a piece of time. Well, if you say, okay, you have unlimited actions, but we're going to put a timer and we're going to say 10 seconds per action. So you have X number of time to get through things. You've created a real time game by just changing that controlled tick down to an uncontrolled timer. Now, does that in a in a game like Time Stories where you're trying to, you know, solve puzzles and look for clues and things, does that make the game more fun or less fun? That's really the question. And that's kind of the thing is like, does it add suspense? Does it add to the game, or does it just make the game more fiddly and more frustrating?
1: You know, I think it's interesting because I think it would be possibly more fun to play a real-time version of Time Stories, but the way the resource is managed, some of the tasks might take longer that aren't supposed to take very much time resource. But the ones that are supposed to kind of waste your time wouldn't actually waste your time because they you don't actually like do the thing.
2: Yeah, you'd have to... The game would have to, again, be adapted for real time. But if you took yeah. that thought, you could potentially with some design tweaks, make that into a real-time game, which just really gets back to all these timed escape room games, which do a very, very similar thing. If you said, okay, here's time stories, there is no limit to your actions, but you have 30 minutes to complete the scenario. And actually, no, I'll give you one hour to complete the scenario. But every time you fail, you lose 10 minutes. Ready, go.
1: Well, I think with time stories, it'd be more fun to be like, you get four 15-minute, segments so get as far as you can in 15 minutes and then you have to reset okay because that's the way it works you know like you're you're playing the loop so you know i i think that's it's like an escape room but every you know 15 minutes you have to start at the beginning of the escape room and you've learned the puzzles to get through i would play that game it sounds like fun (laughs) it's you know who doesn't love a good time loop
2: (laughs) a real time loop yeah i I don't, actually it might make it more interesting i don't mind the <laughs> the current time mechanic but i'm like all right i can see that why now we're starting to add real time to things this this didn't go a direction <laughs> i was intending
1: um what all right I say cold medicines <laughs>
2: <laughs> i say i'm just gonna go through um so why real time a few things that we've talked about i just kind of notes i had put down um real time does reduce the alpha player syndrome in co-ops so if you put a timer on it it And, or quarterbacking is a common term I'm hearing for it now. Um, it keeps one person from taking, basically taking control of everything if everyone has to focus on something and there's a timer. Um, real time can increase tension. It can make things feel more, for, you know, pun intended, I guess, real. So, like, think Captain Sonar. If that was (laughs) not, there is a turn based version of Captain Sonar. It's not that exciting. Like, you want to play the real time version. Um, the turn based version is just like a trainer mode because once you go to real time, it's then suddenly exciting um, and one that i put on here which is uh, maybe controversial i don't know i think real time <laughs> can make a boring game fun and i'm going to point to fuse on this one where it's literally rolling dice to satisfy different patterns on cards if you were just doing that whenever that game would be terrible throw a clock on it I though like and do it as fast as you can
1: backed off of your hot take because in the notes it says make a boring game Less boring. It doesn't <laughs> say make it fun or good. It's just less boring.
2: <laughs> just saying, it's
1: uh, Chris's hot takes. <laughs>
2: does well, and and five minute dungeon is kind of falls in that category as well. If you took the timer off of that, it would not be that interesting of a game. You have to have the timer in there to feel that pressure. Now, I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. There's a lot of mechanics that make something fun or not, and this is one of mechanic that can make a game that would not be fun without a timer more fun if i'm going to do it in the less controversial way problems with real-time games though, and we've talked about a few of these um some people want to think through their turns they don't want to be pressured right
0: yeah how dare you <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um i don't like games that are roll dice and just keep rolling dice and within a certain time until you uh, decide to stop or there's one side that's bad so it discourages you from rolling over and over and over. I just anything where you're kind of like fiddling with pieces in a real time phase isn't something I Ooh, really like.
1: Perfection. Is not that the one the kids but, game with all the little yellow pieces? <laughs> that but that you one's put in the
2: board. <laughs> but that one's fine. Like perfection's fine because you can actually well, I used each to play piece that goes all in one spot. But imagine a <laughs> Here's a game. I'm going to invent this game right now. You have five six-sided dice. You have one minute to roll all ones. Ready, go. Like that. I've seen that mechanic. That's basically the fuse mechanic, and it's not interesting to me. It's just roll, 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 roll. Okay, got it. Roll, 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 roll. roll. Okay, got it. I don't know. I don't like those kind of things. Um, and then we talked about easy to cheat and rules clarifications. Um, anything else that are pros or cons about real time games? It sounds like we like them more than I thought we did. A few of these I really like.
1: I think there's some really good ones out there, but I don't think it necessarily makes a game good.
0: Josh, any final thoughts? Um, I just There's something about real-time interaction. I know I keep coming back to it, but there's just something magical about that. I don't know. I think it's just something about that sort of back and forth between all that I love. So it the definitely adrenaline. has that going for it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I think social real-time. You seem to really like social real-time.
0: Yes, that's yeah. true.
2: Yeah, we need to play Captain Sonar at some point because I think you would love
0: that yeah. game. Yeah, I keep hearing so many good things about it.
1: I'm excited. But- I might have to see. I don't know if I've ever actually played it. I think I saw you play it once, maybe. Or maybe you just described it really accurately. <laughs> but uh, I've been looking for a game that feels more like a game that plays six to eight players. And this sounds like it might fit that bill.
2: Oh, yeah. This would be. John this is nodding for- and
1: giving me thumbs up on the live stream. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this would go great for your youth group um, or bigger groups. Now, there are two versions of Captain Sonar. Um, one of them is to the eight players, and I think there's another one. I think it's just called Sonar, which is two to four, if I remember correctly. Okay. So it's a smaller group. Um, so make sure whatever one you get is the, the larger The bigger group one. one yeah okay this and sonar might play bigger it might just be in a smaller box i'm not sure um they're the same game they just are packaged differently for confusion purposes
1: <laughs>
2: so. all right well that is our show and i forgot to say at the top of the show what kitty is about to say now because again i changed the credits, so i don't have to do anything on the outro all
1: right <laughs> Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. If you'd like to follow us on social media, the links are... Chris, I can't read when I'm sick. I'm sorry. The links for (laughs) Facebook and Twitter are in our show notes. Want to watch us record live? You can find the link for that in our show notes as well. Comments or questions? Email us at feedback at tabletopgametalk.com. Hosting feeds and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons. If you'd like to be one of these wonderful people, you can find out how by visiting our website at tabletopgametalk.com and clicking the support us link. And there's a link in the show notes too.
0: You're a trooper kitty. Well done. Well, (laughs) and finally, a thank you to our current patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, The Gift of Games, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Jeremy Fisher, Terence Miltner, Sean Peck, Christopher Dong, Jennifer Engelbrecht, Brian Arnold, Michael Janikowski, David Sellers, David Radke, Jason Marks, Anne Reynolds, Christopher Letko, Stephen Judd, Leanne Verhulst, Joe Rackstad, Sahara Wentworth, Weatherman Keefe, Paul Raymer, Jimothy, Ben Gary, Matthew Droke, David Rank, Christopher Comstock, Jerry Wong, C. Marie, Justin Willard, Jason Rodney, Cindy Lum, Eric Hoffman, Adrian Dong, Faz Flintham, Eric Solander, Glenn Cotter, Sean P. Kelly, Mike Smith, Calibre O'Brien, Don Gilstrap, Aaron Moore, Ron Nelson, Agnes Toth, Charles Pearson, Jesse Wheeler, and Ronald Roy. And thank you to all of our past and future patrons. And until
2: next week, keep playing games and having fun. So, Josh, are you going to get a Quest 2?
0: A Quest 2? What's a Quest
2: 2? It is a VR headset (laughs) that has video games on it.
1: Apparently, Chris is getting some sort of commission. He's trying to get everyone in on it.
0: No, you know, my friend Zach told me about this, and apparently they're amazing. He was blowing them up as well. So, I'm kind of, like, getting to that point. Maybe I should.
2: I got one last week. Sydney's like you know you know her she's not really into video games or anything like that she put it on within five minutes I asked her I was like do you want one she's like yes and it'll be here tomorrow
0: wow that's amazing it
2: is insane it is so good
0: okay I think you're winning me over this might happen this might happen
2: all right I think Kitty's dead now so bye everyone
1: can I push (laughs) stop
2: bye